Octal FM took a trip to the cinema for this week's episode, and we went to go and see Belle, a film written and directed by Mamoru Hosoda and produced by Studio Chizu. Let's find out what we thought. Hello and welcome to another episode of Octal FM. I'm Gilada. And I'm Zach. And today we are bending the Gelada Watches anime rules mm. a little bit because I'm taking too long to watch one. And <laughs> kind of, kind of the reason. And, half the and, reason. And also, yeah, half the reason that, half the reason you may, you know, if you think about previous episodes, we've talked before about anime films as well like going to see mm. them in particular mostly in we sound talked, bites right yeah mostly in sound bites we talked about going and seeing the two um neon genesis evangelion films in yeah, the cinema yeah. and it's something that you're very passionate about in the mm. sense of you know supporting animation films being screened in the uk yes. yeah, yeah which is something that traditionally doesn't happen uh and even now happens in very limited amounts yeah uh, i mean up and other than maybe like the screening in certain film festivals like particularly say for example the glasgow film festival mm. and scotland loves anime mm. which interestingly enough this particular film we're talking about today actually had its worldwide premiere in it even it was aired okay. in scotland before in japan hmm. it, it's still not a particularly like wide open space and right. so when it does come when anime films do come to the cinema outside of these incredibly small say festivals hmm. i will re- kind of regardless of the film go and support it just right. to try and vote with my wallet right exactly exactly um and so you mentioned uh this film called bell uh, which was coming out and you went to see it. Tony and I also went to go and see mm-hmm. it, went to see it. I presume you saw it subbed rather than dubbed. Yeah. Cause I think there yep. were two options and I think there it was, was on the same day, actually. I think the, the mm. dub was in the like late afternoon, like half four ish. Right. And I think the sub was slightly later on at like 10 mm. to eight at night. Right. Um, so I did go and see it in, in sub because I am a dirty weeb. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, us too. <laughs> but the, the, the reason that we want to talk about these films now is like you said, partially is because you are trying to kind of get through these anime series that we're trying to watch for the show, but maybe having to rush them a little bit and you're getting a bit stressed out about having to try and watch them a certain amount of time. And so maybe you're not enjoying them as much, but also it gives us the opportunity to talk about these films because there are so many films out there that I haven't mm. seen or that I have seen and I want you to watch as well. Right. So this particular film today, Bell, is a fantastic middle ground for both of those things because it's brand new. Neither of us have mm. seen it, which means we both get to have a first time discussion about what our opinions are on the film, mm. whilst also starting off sort of like a a a new format for the Gelada Watches anime mm. episodes. Right, exactly. And yeah, so Bell, uh, it's at the time of recording, it's you know it has just been screened. I don't think you can go and see it. Can you, is it, I don't think it's still necessarily. I don't on think cinemas. so. I think it's. I think it's finished its run now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's not available anywhere else at the moment. You can't stream it or, or anything like that. Um, I'm sure it'll come out on Blu-ray and probably s- streaming services at some point. Mm-hmm. It is from uh, Studio Chizu. Mm-hmm. They also did the one that I know of. I've heard of is Mirai. Yes, uh, is the, is the only other one I've heard of. But you've written down here. They've also done Wolf Children and the Boy and the Beast. Yes, uh, all of which are by the same director of right. Bell as well. So Mamoru Hosoda. 
Yeah, and he's no, he's fairly well known, right? Like that, yeah. that name is like a known known name, if you like. I would say that within sort of like the anime film industry as a whole, mm. he's probably like the third most kind of famous anime director. Right. And that would be behind um, Hayao Miyazaki, who is yeah. sort of doesn't count in a way because he's retired and then not retired. I'm only in Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, Makoto Shinkai, who is the director behind things like Your Name and Weathering With You and things like right. that. Right. Exactly. Um, so strong expectations i think high expectations mm. um for the for bell it's had quite a lot of hype as well uh, in the west and the, and well, i don't know about the yeah, east yeah i mean funnily enough, west, we we sh- i shared that uh news article with you about like the mural in camden for example yeah. you said you walked past yeah uh, which was quite cool so yeah it's, it's certainly yeah. not been a a quiet reception no um which is quite an interesting parallel to the film that i talked about last week soundbite the singer bit of harmony mm. which is the opposite which came out a week before that in uk cinemas mm. and like no one had heard about anything before and had basically no fanfare at all right yeah so definitely high expectations i certainly had high expectations just from like the hype really yeah absolutely it's, and it's inspired i guess by it's like Beauty and the Beast mixed with Ready Player One, right? In, like, in, mm. in a way. Yeah, um, I can see that, yeah. It's a a story about a, a like, school... Is it, is it school high school age? What age uh, is the... Is I, the think, I think the middle school still. Middle school I think, age? I think so. Middle school age um, girl, primarily. And it's set... It's talks. It's about, sort of, her life uh, a little bit and... It's sort of set in a mixture of the real world and this virtual reality world called you, uh, the letter you, mm-hmm. uh, and through uh, tech magic sparkles, <laughs> uh, you can basically put just put some earbuds in and somehow you're magically in this in this world, uh, and it projects a version of you based on who you are like inside kind of like it like comes up with like a persona for you yeah i feel very sorry for the people for the very strange looking avatars that you see in you like the people (laughs) with like three eyes or the people that are just like a weird fish and stuff like that i thought that was kind of weird like it looks interesting the main character is like this like gorgeous like super supermodel level sort of person yeah Yeah. (laughs) like it's like visually it's very it's very interesting to see that sort of uh variety and again like think about ready player one and the avatars in that like but they were all you know in ready player one none of them are like amorphous blobs you know Mm. like (laughs) So, I mean, I think what's kind of interesting, and I've got to bring it up if uh, anyone who sort of even remotely knows about it, is the fact that this is effectively exactly the same setup as one of his other, the director, Mamoru Hosoda's previous film, Summer Wars. Right. Um, have you seen Summer Wars? I've not seen it, though. No. Then you need to watch that and then you'll go, oh, wait, I've already seen this film. Right, because really? It, it, interesting. It's, it's literally beat for beat the same the same environment, the same sort right. of setup of having this like virtual world. Like this is a little bit more fleshed out to be more along the lines of like 2022 sort of like VR me- the, as in the metaverse. Right. I mean, yeah, imagine yeah. Mark Zuckerberg watches this good. Hey, they stole my idea. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> but Summer Wars is basically exactly the same with another system they have called Oz in that film, OZ. Right. And it's basically exactly the same. Um, they very much kind of taken the same concept and put it into this film instead. Mm, right. And, like you've mentioned in the in the notes, you know that that sort of it doesn't really feel like. I felt like the concept, the you sort of virtual reality concept, was interesting, but 
was also like done very very lightly and mm. the whole film is very disbelief suspending right oh, in the sure. sense that like it just nothing really makes any sense you know whether it's the tech or the or the plot or just anything about the whole thing it's to do very, with you specifically yeah yeah it, it's very just like what like you you know it just for me it's, it's a, very much it's a, a flimsy device. excuse to just have another world right right and it's an excuse a, a to do some world it's an excuse to do some flashy cg crossed with anime um yeah. you know i think sort of the i i think the visual spectacle of the i mean we'll talk and we'll i'm sort of flitting around i guess we'll talk about the animation i'm sure but like there's a there's a big kind of visual difference between the world of you and the real world yes uh, the the world of you sort of makes heavy use of kind of cg um and um sort of blending cg with 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 hand-drawn stuff whereas mm. the real world is still using cg in a lot of places but like in a way that is more subtle traditionally uh, anime and, especially right and um so there's there's two quite visual contrasts mm, definitely i felt like both were and again maybe i'm skipping a little bit but no, i no, felt like focus on animation i i i actually i really enjoyed all aspects of that animation i thought were, were, were good like it, it's you expect it to be good because it's a film Right. And so it's always going to be sort of like a cut above uh, mm. a TV show. But I thought that in general, it was good. I really liked some of the like sort of real world still shots, um, like 100%. the sort of scenery, scenery shots. I was like, Man, is that a photo that they've yeah, like kind absolutely. of like turned? Like some of those, you look at them and you're like, that took you a long time. Um, yes. <laughs> so like that was really, really good. And I, I mean, really just to give you a little bit of context, like big studios like Studio Chizu will have an entire background artwork department right. where that's yeah. all they do. That's their job is building and, things like that. And I think this film had a uh, house guard, like a garden uh, department, right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that was you know that was good and i think but with uh, and with you like the the virtual world like it was very it used some really interesting artistic styles to sort of it was very like visually busy and i don't Mm. mean that in a negative way i mean that in an interesting way like it was sort of like there's lots of just like almost like abstract objects in the scene if that makes sense Yeah, yeah like lots of like you know, a million flowers moving around or like loads of avatars all over the place. Some aspects of it were very like, it was like a weird blend because on one side you've got that and then on the other side like the 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 skybox if you like if you were if you were if it was a game would be like very flat you know very very simple very sort of kind of interesting uh combination but i thought that in general like the film was really fun to look at if that Mm, makes sense most of the time Um, yeah i sort of really like that I think one of the things that really disappointed me about the the, the look of you specifically mm. is how dark it is a lot of the time, even mm. during the brightly lit scenes. Like there are some mm. scenes that are supposed to be sort of dark and moody for whatever reason, but um, there's just, it never feels overly bright and vibrant where, mm. and I know I shouldn't necessarily always make this comparison, but in Summer Wars, again, because <laughs> so, the films are so interconnected, it's mm. hard not to make the comparisons, right? Mm. It's everything's bright and vibrant and colourful and pops really nicely bearing mm. in mind this film is like 15 years old i think maybe mm. maybe not quite but not mm. far off you know it doesn't feel like 15 years of development of technology to create this film by comparison mm. i think right in terms of the background so to me everything looks very very stock like they got mm. a load of assets from like unity or whatever and there's like threw it in <laughs> Yeah. It doesn't feel, everything feels very copy pasted as well. Like they've gotten, got like, a, you know, one chunk and then just like pasted it over and over again. So you, you fill the scene. Mm. 
So, yeah, the, the, the bit that you did pick up on in terms of the animation, the visuals within you that I like a lot was the effect. So things yeah. like the flowers, the lighting, yeah. the like confetti or whatever else is going right. on. It's almost regard. like the particle physics, right? <laughs> Basically, yes, exactly. They are done very nicely. They're quite yeah. bright and they pop. And that's probably why they work quite well, because they, they, they really do pop by comparison to the relatively drab background imagery. Mm. Yeah. And if we're going to touch on you at the same time as like the animation and the visuals of the thing, I, I thought the characters, even the humanoid looking characters, which you already brought up, is not all of them in fairness. <laughs> yeah. They don't look very good. Mm. They look uncanny valley mm. and i can't tell if that's intentional or not mm. because even the main character bell she just doesn't look good mm. in the sense that it looks fake intentionally now maybe that's intentional maybe it's supposed to look that way because it's supposed to be sort of mm. like this game university type thing but yeah that's the same kind of for all of them even the more like traditional anime characters. i'm thinking like justin for example like the um the security hero yeah. guy even he didn't look very good, if you ask me. And he was more traditionally anime. I d- yeah, I, I think I think it was intentional, mm. right? Like, I th- I think I I felt like there was a cohesive, a reasonably cohesive style in a way, or like it felt like there was not really cohesive style, but yeah, I I don't necessarily know if I felt like negatively about the about the the way that they, like the animation of them or the way that they were drawn i think no. i felt like it was like a particular style that they were going for but i but now you've said it i can kind of see what you i can definitely see what you mean yes for sure and the other thing as well is that like in quite a lot of these really big important scenes it felt empty mm. like i remember a particular scene towards the end of the film and we'll try to avoid spoilers where we can but mm, it's going to yeah. be impossible in some instances especially when we start talking about the story um it just felt very lacking of of substance it didn't feel Mm. very grand which by comparison Mm. to the i put the irl stuff right the Mm. stuff in the real world it that it's that is brilliant it looks lovely like the characters Mm. are quite they're very typical of studio chizu style um if you Mm. watch any of the their films or any of the films by mamoru soda even his really old ones they all have a very similar like they're quite caricature anime style like right. everything's quite like um soft like all the facial expressions and like fluid motion of the characters is quite soft and fluid everything looks has a very consistent tone to it but it is quite pleasant to look out yeah it's just a bit of a shame that there's just this big disconnect between the two um mm. i feel like they've gone for a very sort of like cg intentional look with you but for me it just didn't land mm. yeah okay fair enough the other thing before we get on to the story We'll talk about, we, we should talk about the music. Um, but yeah, it's also, a big part of the film, yeah. But also what I wanted to talk about, touch on, because I wanted to understand if I was just, I just sort I didn't know if I was like imagining it, but the the sound production, is mm. that the right word, I guess? Or like the sound, the mastering of mm. the voice acting seemed really, really good, right? Mm. Like in like the the quality, and I don't know if this is because I'm watching it in a cinema, maybe but there was something about the way that the voices were mixed and mastered mm-hmm, in this mm-hmm. film that i was really really impressed by like there's and particularly a lot of, you know, i'm going to say it was the main character the sense that you could hear her very clearly yes it was, she was very pronounced very easy to hear very yeah. understanding of what was being said even in it of the language yeah like it was it's like um the comparison i can draw it to and again this is why i'm not sure if it is just because it was in a cinema but you know if you listen to some music 
some you'll hear songs sometimes which will do this effect uh, and they'll do an effect where they have a, a vocal track that is maybe quite uh, spread in in the in your left and right channel and also probably has maybe has quite a lot of reverb on it mm. um, and so sort of feels like it's like filling the space and then they, they will change maybe at the end of the track as the track's coming to a close or maybe moving from chorus to verse or something like that where they will bring the vocals very like front and center and mm. it'll feel like if you're listening on headphones it's like the voice has gone from being around you to being like on your nose yes like, yeah, you know that you kind mean. of like feeling yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah and that's like master you know mastering those those vocals i could even we could even do it in the in reaper yeah. we could like bring out <laughs> right now i'm bringing i'm not gonna know that's and you're kind of proving your point in concept absolutely yeah um <laughs> and like it felt like they had gone for that like in your face right in front mm, of you mm. vocals you know especially with some of the sort of quieter scenes or like you know where where there's you know you felt like it was like you're right it's right in front of your nose you yeah. know and it's very very crisp and very clear and very the scene sort of that does you know, it perfectly for me and in my opinion is actually the best scene of the whole film by mm. a country mile is the single shot scene in the train station between the two girls and the one of the boys um, oh, where yeah. it doesn't move right exactly you know what i mean already just from the description because yeah. it, it's such a good scene yeah that scene and, got a lot of laughs in the cinema and it deserved to because it yeah. was comedy gold and it was so well done and in that particular scene all the main three characters voices there are all very well portrayed you yeah. can hear them very clearly they're very um, pronounced and like you say mm-hmm. that it's very front and center right it doesn't feel like it's being lost within the ambience of the sound around you either like it's yeah. very much there this is quite common, thankfully, which is a good thing, in anime films, particularly Studio Chizu films. Oh, now, okay. if you go back and watch something, because I think you have watched uh, Weathering With You and Your Name, yes, I think, as well. Yes. If you go back and listen, that's the same in those films, mm. especially for the main characters. It's mm. the same in those films, too. The characters' voices are very pronounced and very front and centre. I think it's a combination of the mastering and a combination of the the movie style of voice acting that the voice actors do. It'd be interesting to listen to the dub of this in English and see Mm. if it's the same thing. I I would be surprised if it would be, if I'm honest with you. It's not that I don't think the dub ca- uh, cast is capable of doing it, but the level of uh, speciality within voice acting and Japanese voice acting is a lot more specific mm. than it is in English voice acting. Right, right. So, but it would still be really interesting to find out. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's. It, I think also there's a lot of use of silence, right? And mm, like negative, yes. yeah. negative audio space, if you like, um, which I think helps with that. Like, uh, in fact... You know, thinking about Ava, like Ava used to do that a lot, you know, lots mm. of like pronounced silence or like periods, you know, where you've just got vocals and yeah. there's nothing else, you know, everything else is very muted and very mm. simplified. And also, like you mentioned, the scene, the train scene where like it's very stationary, you know, that brings the audio more to the forefront because yeah, there's nothing yeah, visually going on. Uh, really, I mean, there, there really are scenes in there, there are moments in that scene in particular where nothing is moving on screen because the two characters that are talking go off screen, and the right. only person left on screen is stood there completely silently. Exactly, exactly. Um, you know, really interesting, really clever. You know, stuff that you can really only do in animation. You know, you can't. Mm, yeah. like it doesn't really work as well in a real. No, it a, wouldn't you know, be weird if it was a live action recording. Yeah, yeah. and. We might as well talk about the music as well um, mm-hmm. at this point. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. I came out like humming bits of it. Like I can yeah. actually remember some of it. Uh, yeah. I still can. I went and listened to the some of the soundtrack. Um, it's actually interesting. This, like when I listened to the soundtrack on Spotify, I first of all, I had to hunt out the ones that were actually like tracks and not kind of like, you know, 
um, background music and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, for but sure. Yeah, yeah. It definitely didn't work as well as it does in the mm. film, right? Mm. I think that, and I think going back to that, like the visual spectacle is in you, like you mentioned, it's very hit and miss, but when it's hit, it's so spect- you know, spectacular. Sort yeah. of reminds me in a way when you think about sort of like huge set pieces in, in theatre, you know, in musical theatre, for example. Yeah, for sure. You know, where there's loads of stuff, everyone's dancing and loads of stuff's going on and mm. the music feels so much more powerful mm. because you've got this, you know, intense visual action going on. Yeah, and I think absolutely. that... And it's, you know, and it's aligned with the music as well. You know, yeah. the, 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 what you can see visually, clearly they worked, well, I assume that they work together. Uh, and the yeah, music is, a, lot of know, the, a lot of the time with these sorts of things, especially where the music is quite important to the film itself, which mm. it is because it's a very central element of the film's story mm. and character and stuff like that, it will be created in tandem. So it's not yeah. like one is made and the other is right. made. It's made at the same time with people from both sides of the kind of production of the animation and the music working right. together to make it all fit nicely. Which is why, for example, like all of the songs that the bell sings meet the the the, the ambiance and the effect of the film at the time so perfectly you know it's very pointed at the right mm. times you know yeah and so without the that visual spectacle i don't know like the music is still good but i think it works it's excellent yeah. in that setting again we both saw the sub not the dub so i don't know about the the singer in the dub but the the japanese female singer who sing and i think also did the voice right for the yeah, did so. voice yeah. like is also excellent right yes. and is just f- a fantastic singer um a huge amount of ver- of sort of vocal variety in the sense that you've got some very powerful songs and also very kind of quiet gentle yes. you know yeah. um, emotive songs so huge range as well there um which which just is is fan- it's almost like you're listening to two different singers um because there's mm, so much variety yeah, there yeah for sure absolutely um, so yeah really impressed with that um yeah uh, it, the, the, as a whole it's a it's probably honestly the the, mu- the sound and the music and the voice acting is probably the strongest element of this film overall mm. i would say agreed, agreed um like you say it's a good use of quiet time as well um mm, yeah. i wanted to acknowledge the the bias of that for me and probably you to some extent with uh, ludwig forsell being part mm. of it who's also um one of the guys who worked on the music and the soundtracks for death stranding mm, yes. which obviously if you listen to <laughs> oxlef we know we've talked about to death yeah hey pardon the pun um <sighs> but you can tell like you can almost feel his style in in the film mm. which i really yeah. like and like it's cool that we're now starting to get sort of like musical styles from non-japanese yeah. staff within anime films i i um, was really when i looked it up i was like is this right is this just you know did did this guy just like manage the english version or was he yes, actually yeah. and it's like no 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 he's the composer <laughs> like, yeah yeah which is super cool <laughs> really interesting um, yeah and, I, and i've said here as well in the notes that like someone like kevin penkin would have worked quite well as mm. too in the sense that his use of like music within creating quite dramatic moments but but quiet right. dramatic moments too mm. he's really good at that as well with an anime too so it's super cool to see more non-japanese staff get any involved um i, mm. I, I was really pleased to see that mm, yeah um so yeah so we've sort of talked about the 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 best the strongest and the the middlest right and With now the, should we talk about the elephant in the room yeah the elephant in the room uh which i'm sure Is you that, want to i think talk you looked at my notes went oh what Hang oh, on. Yeah, yeah i was like oh boy okay i need to need to gonna have to sit down for this one um, because i i kind of knew this was going to happen the second i watched this film was like mm. i knew that we were going to have quite different opinions right on this film's as an actual film slash story piece right right in that i went out of that cinema and i was really disappointed <laughs> like genuinely i was quite let down um i can't 
really believe that this is a film by Mamoru Hosoda and Studio Chizu, if I'm perfectly right. honest with you. Um, this feels like something that should come out of like a bargain bucket level film production studio, really? not arguably one of the best ones mm. available right now. Mm. Um, and there are lots of reasons for that. And I do want to break them down. So this is probably going to be a bumper episode, if I'm perfectly honest with you. But <laughs> I thought I was quite looking forward to, because you're like, oh, can you share your notes? I'm like, I can, but I'm kind of wanting not to either. Uh, and then you were like, oh, <laughs> oh okay so yeah the elephant in the room for the most part is that i genuinely thought that this was a pretty bad film in a lot of ways unfortunately okay. um, and i kind of felt bad the second that you sent me a discord message going me and tony really enjoyed this film. <laughs> i was like oh damn okay but we can talk about that, that there's a good there's mm. a good discussion point at least anyway it means yes. we're coming from it from very different points of view uh, which mm. is really interesting yes the areas that i really do like honestly it's kind of one of the reasons why the film is so so poor, in my opinion, is that it feels like it's two films, if I'm quite mm. honest with you. I really, right. really, really feel like this is, was two films or screenplays or scripts or something. They've made one, which is the better one, if you ask me, in my opinion. They've lost their nerve, and then they've made a second film and put it together. Right. In the, to me, the, all the stuff surrounding the real life stuff. So Suzu, the mm-hmm. main character, she lives in a very rural part of Japan, which is becoming more and more depopulated over time, which is true in real life. That is mm. a genuine problem in Japan right now. Right, it starts with like the, the f- like, she's getting a bus and there's like a sign being like, this bus will stop running. And exactly. it's like, that's the bus that you and get to school. And she has to take a bus to get to train, to take a bus to get to school. Yeah. Because she lives so far away from the nearest school anymore. Because because the, the building that her, for example, her choir group use is an old school building. Mm. These are everywhere in Japan. These are becoming right. more and more common every single year as more small communities in rural areas of Japan basically are forced to close. <laughs> you can close mm-hmm. a community of an area because there's just people are just dying because it's and a very aging economy and their people are moving to big cities because young people need somewhere to live and work. And as a result of it, this is becoming a real issue. And the film really leans into this at first. And it's really interesting. Yeah. And it's yeah. also quite a poignant part for the character because she's this really quite quiet girl who mm. quite likes having this sort of like quite reserved, laid back lifestyle, yeah. but is forced to sort of interact with this more um, aggressive urbanization, mm. unfortunately. And when the film focuses on all this, it works fantastic, mm. you know? Mm. But then it decides to go, hey, you like Summer Wars, right? Let's watch that film again. Mm. And then proceeds to throw you into this world of you. And then I'm, 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 and we'll touch on the Beauty and Beast stuff separately in a minute. Uh, I'll let you respond to the bits mm. with the rural stuff, if I'm honest. Mm. I agree. And I think, like, entirely. Like, I, I and in fact, because I knew that there was, like, a Beauty and the Beast, like, it's like a retelling of Beauty and the Beast, right? Mm-hmm. I knew, that was one of the things I knew going into this film. And so watching it, I was honestly like, when, and not in a positive way, I was like, when are they going to do the beauty and the beast thing? Beast thing like, yeah. like, where is that going to happen? Because right now it doesn't feel like that's this film. Um, and now you've distilled it into that. And you've said like, this feels like two films. I completely see it. And also I completely agree because to be honest, like as I've been very positive about the film so far and, I'm, and I still feel positively about it, but the, but I, I was like, they didn't, why is beauty and the beast in it? Like, why yeah. is that the, the the destination of this film is like 
this like weird thing in the middle about like yeah. who is this person and like it's not even beauty it's not even really beauty and the beast it, no it's it, not it, it, it doesn't just, even make any sense from that point of view either yeah uh, i don't want to necessarily dive between some of the sections of the notes here but the whole plot line and storyline between the main character suzu who becomes the the character bell so as mm. in beauty and the beast or in this film ryu dragon beast is not quite a, a correct translation of a monster but whatever it doesn't work at mm. all like they don't they don't need to have anything to do with each other the 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 forced interaction between them is just really unbelievable like he's kind of the beast ryu is forced onto her when she's like doing a concert mm-hmm. for no good reason apparently and like it says like oh i want to bring attention to myself but you don't because then you go and hide yourself away in a castle yeah, yeah. and then like you don't want to talk to her either but yet you're being chased by these like mods effectively mm. and it doesn't make any sense and then when yeah. you find out who he is and i'll try not to spoil it as best i can mm. and then you find out who he is and like what's going on in the background i'm like what yeah. that has nothing to do with beauty beast at all yeah agreed and i think that you're right and it's difficult isn't it like to, to from from i'm sort of thinking about it from a like spoilers point of view like i felt like they could have like up to the point where it's like you've done this setting with you've got suzu this country country person countryside rural and sorry co- yeah countryside rural person you've got you i felt like they were setting it up for something and and then like didn't know what to do like where to go with that like yeah. fable right like there's like somewhere along the lines you're going to tell a there's a moral right that you are going to tell about like rural person and virtual reality yeah, like and escaping her, her voice escapism blah 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 but and then she be comes something. to realise that the father and the local community she lives with are far more important to her because yeah. they actually are real. Right. And it's that's like the story that should have been told. That's the studio jury, like uh, you know, feel goods story. But that's the that, studio Chizu film that they should have told too. Right. And like but they got cold feet. I I, I would put money on the fact that they got cold feet. It's, it's weird because and, if anything, that would have been a more standard film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> than like instead, like sort of shoehorning this thing in about the whole beauty and the beast stuff and in and in the ends like and this is mild spoilers but like in the ends like there's like a there's like a um abusive uh, like abusive parenting story right at the, the, the at the end of this film and i was like okay this feels a little bit like it, it's it's done okay. Like it's not done badly. Uh, it's not done like it. I didn't. I don't think it was done insensit- insensitively. That's easy for me to say. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm, I haven't been abused by my parents. But like <laughs> you know, so I don't really know for sure if it's done sensitively yeah. or insensitively. But it felt like it was okay. It felt like it was done with with some thought. But at the same time, it was like that doesn't really relate to the story you were telling about Suzu. And no, it doesn't. It, doesn't really join up to, no. to her story about Bri- like in the end well, her story is finding her voice isn't it that's yeah. the point she loves to sing spoilers her mum dies very early on right she then gets a level of sort of trauma and sort of like mental block right. about singing which makes it because there's a scene quite early in the film where her classmates try and get her to go into karaoke and she is a good singer yeah but she physically Refuses. throws up yeah. afterwards because yeah, of yeah, her yeah. anxiety yeah that's really good that's yeah. interesting right 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 i want to see her kind of deal with that but then become a stronger person overall and try and sort of come to terms mm. with it What's that got to do with helping abusive 
sibling couple with their right. father on the other side of the country. Also, I didn't even make this up for the notes. It doesn't make any sense that from a social network of five billion people, they live in like the same country, no more than a few hundred miles away. Yeah. That's rubbish. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, very disbelief anyway, suspending. Again, but you're right, and like, and there's sort of this. The other thing that I kind of felt was a bit awkward was like she has a friend from school who she's sort of grown up with, but they've kind of grown apart a little bit. Uh, And there's sort of some romance there, kind of, kind of is, kind of isn't. You're never really sure. And it's like, that's okay. It felt like very like cliche, like stereotypical kind of relationship. And that sort of resolves really weirdly as well, because he's like, like she, it feels like what they decided with Suzu was that they wanted to tell the story of you are now instead of needing to be looked after which is not really something you feel but it's something that the film seems to try to suggest it's like yeah. she needs like someone watching out for her which she's is the now case. He, he looks out her because her mum's no longer there like she no right. wants to help her look after her as a mum effectively right and that doesn't really work like you don't see it you don't see her really mm. being looked that's after true. Yeah, properly that's fair. Then it's sort of like she then, instead of the whole finding her voice thing and finding out that like real life is important, she finds how, out how to care for others. And mm. so then the, the, this, this friend of hers is like, cool, I don't need to care for you anymore. You can care because you can care for other people. Therefore, yeah, you can care for yourself. <laughs> and it's like, that's not how that works. That's, that's, no. that's, that's, that's not how that's not how people work like he, that's, like that's, that's not, not how rehabilitation of mental trauma yeah works. and you know he's just like great i don't have to look after you anymore and i yeah, was like for sure. wow you're a, a you're well, a dick and you didn't again, seem like a dick I, I genuinely believe that in the original version of this film they probably were supposed to end up together right she was probably supposed to stop seeing her as this like little sister he had to care for and as this woman he actually kind of loved right right, right. and again yeah you're right and it's like but that's you know super why? cliche but do you know why they work. didn't do that because, because they, they wanted you to understand that oh beauty and the beast get together kind of which they sort of kind of do and kind of don't yeah but that, that, that it doesn't also work. Is, it doesn't work it doesn't make and to any, be honest with you when yeah. you think about it in that sense that it's, it's actually kind of gross yeah it's weird <laughs> and at the very end and again spoiler spoiler spoilers like there's this implied sense of romance between what seems to be people of different age i've got to say yes I think beast is supposed to be younger than she is right because i'm sure and there's a bit where it's like he's x age or whatever and you're like yeah he's he's not as old as she is and she's not exactly old herself and then like she's just been like physically abused whilst protecting these children who are being physically abused yeah and then there's like oh but they're maybe kind of romantically in love but they're kind of not and it just feels gross if i'm honest with you and again it doesn't feel like this was the story that they were trying to tell originally Mm. yeah Agreed. agreed and all of these things right and, and, and I want to jump into the aspect of suspending your disbelief in the sense that mm. there are a lot of contrivances in this film. So, for example, and I put this here, here the main climax is utter bullshit in that it's some le- it's some CSI Miami level of enhancing going on to find out where they are using this like live stream bullshit. Yeah. Like, I laughed out loud at how bad this was in the cinema. Not yes. in comedy, in how it was supposed to be serious. Like, oh, we enhanced on, a, on an image of a live stream effectively on Twitch to look at two like buildings in the background which was super grainy anyway that they may made look look like super crisp and easy to see and then someone in the room happened to know what they were and where they were and then they used the ability to listen to some music in the background which made it, it was obvious it was in this particular ward of Tokyo or something i'm like mm-hmm. no yeah no 
And then on top of all that, the police wouldn't do anything allegedly because it hadn't happened for more than 48 hours, which even the Japanese police aren't going to be that useless. Surely. <laughs> I mean, and I know they're bad for this kind of thing. I really do know they're very bad at dragging their heels for this kind of thing. But even then, if you went to someone, I've got video evidence of someone beating their children. You're telling me they wouldn't go and investigate. Mm. I don't believe that. And then I, I couldn't believe this. I was just, I was in despair. Six adults have watched this happen on live stream. They drive her to the train station and then don't go with her. <laughs> what sense does that make? Yes, let's leave a 14-year-old girl or however old is. She'd go from like yeah. the rural arse end of nowhere in Chicago, I think it was in Chicago if I remember rightly, to Tokyo on her own overnight and her dad doesn't bat an eyelid. Yeah. What? This makes no sense. Yeah. Anyway, this I, I don't want to keep ranting on, but all those things combined, right? This is what makes it very difficult to allow for all of the other contrivances within the film, such as, for example, the technology doesn't make any sense. Mm, like, yeah, in the beginning yeah. of the film, it says that when you put on the you earbud things, your senses become part of you, right? So that as a result right. of it, you feel and you see you rather than the real world. But then there's a scene where she's, like, running along the street to get somewhere, puts in her earbuds and starts, like, interacting with people in you while still running. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. That can't work. Now, if this film were good i'd be perfectly happy to ignore that because mm. i'm happy to allow for small inconsistencies and contrivances within the plot to make things happen as long as it serves the function of the film to be enjoyable and to make sense it doesn't and as a result of it it just points out how badly designed the world is and how badly written the screenplay is yeah i i know i see what you mean like i'm sort of like i guess i i'm definitely giving it more allowances because i'm not so bothered by the problems with the story yeah but at the same time i also completely agree with you once you actually distill once you actually break it down once you yeah. actually break down the story and you break down this stuff it it really f makes it fall apart if that mm. makes sense mm -hmm. so it's kind of like i guess my sort of summary is like this film is enjoyable to watch so long as you don't really care about the story being Absolutely. a bit of a mess right because yeah. it's like it's an enjoyable visual spectacle it, the mm. audio is great both music and voice acting the like the quality is great and and some of it is an interesting story right like so, or like so, like some aspects of it are, are interesting mm. and it just you're right that it just it it goes rapidly goes off the rails uh, yeah. and then it and then when you then look at it as a whole and you sort of you know, you break those things down, it, it does, it lets the film down, I guess, in a way, yeah, like yeah, the fact yeah, that, yeah. It, the fact that that, the fact that that's how it goes, if that makes sense. So, I mean, I know it's a relatively unfair comparison to make, especially between the level of the size of the studios, right? But I do want to bring up a little bit, a sing a bit of harmony again once more, just mm. because of how quickly in succession I've seen those two films. And there is mm. some similarities between them as well, both being sort of musical yeah. in ways, right? <laughs> sing a bit of harmony does have some of those things as well. Like, for example, there's a scene in the film where like fireworks are launched from wind turbines whilst they're doing a musical sequence. Right. Well, why would there be fireworks attached to wind turbines? Well, stop, <laughs> you know? Or, like there's some other bits and bobs like that as well uh, but my point is is that because the film is so enjoyable and because it's doing exactly what it wants to do and tells the story as it wants to tell and the the, the vibe of the story is exactly as it needs to be you don't mind you don't mm. notice it and it's only when you're being like super unnecessarily nitpicky that you notice these things mm. but it doesn't matter nonetheless i still left the cinema with a big smile on my face with that film with this film because i was frustrated with it and because i was frustrated with the elements of the film not working I couldn't help but fixate more and more on the things that just didn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. So 
Um, yeah, and it's and it's a real shame too because I I wanted to like this film, and mm. I think I I think you you actually hit it on the head, and I, I I kind of this is part of my conclusion is that I think the film has been unnecessarily hyped. Mm. And I'm concerned, and I put here as well, marketing of the Beauty and Beast angle may be doing what it's meant to do, which is making it seem more interesting than it really is as a film. Mm. And because they were unconfident in the film, they put the Beauty and the Beast element into the film late into production to try and give it this marketability, which it was worked, in fairness. Because if you go onto almost all mainstream outlets that reviews this film, I'm thinking more well, your more traditional moviegoers, mm. it's very highly praised. It's done fantastically well. And I know I sound like a massive weeb elitist here, but if you go onto the more anime-orientated side of the internet to look mm. at these things, it's a lot more critical of it. Um, like, I went on I to Mal, you. and a lot of the Mal reviews on it are like, yeah, it's not great. It's not mm. bad. It's not great. So it feels like, as a spectacle to sit and enjoy and watch as just an interesting film, especially for one of your first anime films as well. Mm. You're like, wow, this is really nice. This is really good. And I can see why this got like the standing ovation at the, like the Cannes Film Festival or whatever, right? Because most of the people watching films at the Cannes Film Festival don't watch anime, right? Mm. Simple as that. But as an anime <sighs> enthusiast, I sound like such a weeb saying that. I know, I'm sorry. I really am. It doesn't work. And it, it, it as a result, the, the hype is has made it worse for me as well if i'd have gone into this going oh it's not going to be great but it's still going to be an enjoyable memorial soda film then fine i'd be happy with mm. it but as it stands it almost makes leaves a sour taste in my mouth because of it <laughs> i think i know what you mean but from a more let's say from a more neutral or positive point of sure, view for sure like the i agree that like it feels like the maybe one one possibility is they've made that conscious decision to ground the film in some way in a Western story, right? Yeah. In, the, in yeah. the Beauty and the Beast, but not really, but like enough that they can use that as a, as a, like you say, as a marketing thing or not necessarily a marketing thing, but more just of a, of a sort of like, just to give it something that people can, people who are less familiar with the, yeah. can, ha- the, can hang on with to, the to media. attach themselves yeah, to it. can like yeah. relate to it makes it more approachable um and, oh this is an know. anime version of use in the beast that sounds right. cool and even though it kind of isn't right and actually no, it's in a way it's, <laughs> it's probably that's probably a good thing right and and because it means that it's you've almost like in inverted commas tricked people mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. which i think is a good thing because it means that you've actually allowed you've done a little bit more adventurous than just like Beauty and the Beast, but anime, sure, which I think is fair. good. Uh, and it's and got more your, people to watch an anime film that otherwise wouldn't have done. Yeah. And, and watched an anime film that is perhaps more, anim- a little bit more anime than they would want, expected, to, yeah. want to watch, right. Or would have expected to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's so, fair. That's a, that's a very positive spin on what I said effectively. <laughs> and I'm very impressed. Yeah. Like that's, that's my sort of positive spin on it. Um, on the sort of like, the decisions that were made. And I think that you're right. Like when you, from a, from a sort of critical point of view, as in like critiquing it, it means that the film probably doesn't like, we're both saying this film could be so much better if it was telling this story instead of that story. And so as a like storytelling device and a story, the outcome of like, is this a, a story told? Well, probably not. Is this a good, you know, sort of like, film that has you know has has achieved some popularity because of the way that it's been designed and that was yeah. the fo- maybe that was the intention all along mm-hmm. i think it probably achieved that right like yes, that no, like it's achieved yeah. its goals <laughs> for sure yeah no i i think you've you've really hit the nail on the head there absolutely mm. interesting interesting
And all that makes me come out of this, honestly, and the fact that you haven't done, is that I think one of the next things we need to do for your next anime film is you need to watch Summer Wars. Yeah, and then it sounds go, like it. Oh yeah, you're right, Seth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually, I'm really interested to because I'm like that means I'm doing it in reverse, right? So it'll, it'll be interesting to see. Does my opinion of Bell change? So cold cut back to our listeners now, actually. We've just had like a 10-minute discussion about like <laughs> Summer Wars and Digimon Hour War Games, which for people who are aware of those kind of understand where we're coming from with that. People that don't, there's a, there's a very strange like 20-plus year long connection between all these films. And, it'd be re- and we're going to do it in reverse with Jao. So he's going to watch <laughs> Summer Wars next and then he's going to watch the original Digimon film and we're going to come back and talk to you guys about it again, which yeah. I think is going to be really interesting. This is yes. one of the reasons why I wanted to do these anime episodes with you because... You've got this like really weird, like very tenuous, but sort of connected uh, relationship with anime. And I Mm. love it. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Really interesting. (laughs) Really interesting. This has been a really great conversation, like Mm. because of the fact that like we, we, I think we pretty much agree on all of it, except that the overall feeling of watching the film was very different. And you walked away going, I kind of understand it, but I enjoyed myself. And I went, I understand it. And I didn't enjoy myself. Yeah. And part of that is because you've seen previous Memorial Hosuda films Mm -hmm. and you're like thinking about it in that context, the wider context. And I'm sort of going into it a lot fresher, more kind of closer to what their target, you know, like audience from that sort of marketing point of view. Like, yes, I've watched, you know, the Ava films and like I've watched a few other films and that kind of thing, but not, you know, not enough to like, certainly none of the you know related films to this before yeah, obviously yeah, yeah yeah and so i'm much closer to what the yeah the, the sort of target from a marketing point of view mm-hmm. and so it's sort of it's obviously it, done its job it, it did its job on me um which yeah. is really interesting but yeah we're definitely going to talk about those uh the, you, we, you know we're gonna I, I will go and watch uh summer wars and mm-hmm. go and watch the digimon the digimon <laughs> movies um, War games yeah and uh, but, but maybe b- before that episode, if you're listening to this, maybe you have similar or wildly different opinions to us about Bell. Maybe you're somewhere in the middle or maybe mm. you <laughs> thought it was even better than I did. Um, I don't know. Uh, let us know. I imagine if someone's managed to listen to nearly 50 minutes of me ranting about why this film is bad and they're still listening to me now and they disagree with me. What are you doing here? You're weird. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you not writing an email already to us? <laughs> and uh, emailing show at octal.fm or composing a tweet to us. Uh, if you're in the middle Twitter of composing it, like. the handle is at octal.fm uh, that you need to use. Uh, or if you're I don't know why you would come and comment on us on Instagram, but you can follow us on Instagram, octal.fm <laughs> and facebook.com forward slash octal.fm as well. Yeah, you can enter the metaverse very exactly. Very like exactly, uh, and yeah, until those uh, you know future episodes where we talk about some of these other films that we've been talking about. Um, I've been Gelada, and I've been Saffron. And catch us again for another episode of Octal FM very soon. I promise I'll be more positive next time. No, I'm not actually. I can't promise that. It didn't... There's an ice cream truck, which is very strange, <laughs> on the 9th of February at 1804. That is an odd time, yes. Um, we'll just we'll just enjoy this little bit of... Uh, it's not green sleeves, but it's um, something similar. <laughs> I don't know if you can... Uh, Some oh, royalty-free music. He's actually down...
That's, that's definitely down the street. Um, I can't hear it over Discord. No, I hope but it I came through it. on the record. I, it probably did because Discord is so good at getting the um, kind of thing. You are doing your reverse, yeah. Wait, have you have you seen our war games? Have I seen Did you watch the original Digimon film as a kid? Uh no. I don't think Oh, the original Digimon fi- uh interesting. Yeah, no, this will be fun. I've watched the Digimon the first Digimon film. Have I? Is it the one where Ty and Izzy go into the internet? That's not the first one, is it? it's kind of the first one right. kind of it's not technically speaking this is probably going to get cut honestly because this is a bit un- uninteresting to the rest of the, the, the episode <laughs> this, technically, is, the this is after the, the music is dimmed right yeah it has <laughs> we can get i can leave it on at the end of the episode actually after we cut this bit. <laughs> interestingly enough the very first digimon film was like only like 17 minutes long and it was a prequel to the tv show in the sense that it shows uh agumon or greymon coming to the real world and meeting tai and kari um and then like fighting parrotmon in the suburbs of odaiba in tokyo right then the second film is our war games which is directed by Mamoru hosoda as in this film's director bells for director and it is right. very similar to summer wars it's basically the same film but summer wars is just longer and now they've done bell which is basically summer wars but not as good right. so in effect this is a digimon film i have seen <laughs> i have seen the like adaptation the digimon, so, yeah, the the English digimon movie, version of which the is like digimon a... movies right is called digimon the movie yeah so not not in japanese it's the english version of it it's three digimon films put together it's right. the first film it's the second film and it's some of the third film right all right, stitched right. together to make one western film oh, but the main chunk of that western digimon film is our war games right Mamoru Hosoda which is slightly edited made to be a bit more comedic than it really is in fairness but uh, mm. that's far enough it was uh, it was marketed towards children not yeah. not just like kids in general but children young children and it's the same thing it's the same thing if you look at if you go now and quickly look up like the bits of our war games from Digimon mm. and look at spell you'll be like oh yeah this is kind of the same right right yeah I'm actually so, even just looking at the poster for our war game you can kind of see the start you know from like looking at like if the, you look b- at even the, the animation style and the character design style they look exactly like momoro hosoda's designs mm. I, I i'm interested in you watching these in reverse now this is yeah. super interesting yeah that's really interesting um i was gonna kind of i'm just gonna cold cut back into it and be honest yeah, yeah, with yeah, the yeah. listeners i'm honest with you because i have no idea where we were